0: you're very welcome along to craggy island rugby we come to you from uh a hurling bar in the middle of Dublin called Kylie's I don't know if you've ever heard of it they love, they love GA and stuff is that right Declan Feller? Big GA fans Big here GA yeah. fans here yeah I, I don't even know if they would know the rugby was on uh, with us uh, making his uh, debut in the podcast Andrew Tracy
1: Hello Andrew Tracy here from Donnybrook and a Leinster fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend of the uh, enterprise that brings you this podcast knock on that but uh, this is his debut on Cranky Island Rugby not making his debut back for more he was over in Exeter with us Dennis Laffey's here How are you? Are we indeed? Lads, 21 points to 11. The bookies were right. We we thought it was ridiculous. 11-point spread. Connacht one of the best teams
2: in Ireland. What are they talking about? Oh, yeah, it's a 10-point win for this one. Yeah, I was delighted I took the 11-point oh, spread. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it came down to 10 and then 9, but I got 11, so... <laughs> That's the uh, silver lining, I suppose. Yeah, Carty's kick could have got us a bonus point, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 11 points, I thought, seemed like long odds. Always questioned it. But whenever I question Paddy Power's odds on Connacht and think, oh, there's good value there to be had, inevitably they're always right. I don't know what they have.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Even those games where we were playing very, very well and two tries go in the last couple of minutes. Listen, tonight wasn't good, Dennis. Before we get the Leinster perspective, Andrew's sitting down. Are just ready to talk. I don't think mm-hmm. he's exactly full of beans either because it's not like they're setting the world alight here in Leinster. But by God, they're winning matches, Dennis. They just keep winning.
3: Oh, look, you know, um, I, there's, there's a lot of things that you can compare between Leinster and Connacht this season. Connacht and Leinster are both winning a lot of games where they're winning ugly, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, tonight, Leinster won ugly. No, they were uglier
1: and they and they won.
0: <laughs> Andrew, I guess we'll start with like. Yeah, your perspective.
1: Yeah, actually that's the first Leinster game I've walked away from in a while where I haven't been um, completely disappointed by the performance. Um, We've been talking about winning ugly lately and Matt O'Connor's talked about winning ugly nearly like an aspiration rather than a, a default when you've underperformed. But Leinster, I thought, moved the ball much better this week than they have in other weeks. And it was good to see them at least attempt to play something a little more expansive. Not kick the ball as much as they have in the last number of weeks. So, some improvement there from a Leinster perspective. Uh, no
2: Reed, Noel Reed made, big, made a big difference to Leinster. I thought having him in 12, man
1: of the match. Uh, no <laughs> Reed was a very good schoolboy, underage player, kind of disappeared for a couple of years while he's physically developed. He played a bit about half, and you can see that in his 12 play. I think from Leinster fans' point of view, uh, Jimmy Goppert gets a lot of stick, but uh, the reality is he's, he's not a bad player. I think he's been given bad instruction. Madigan's been playing 12 out of necessity, we've been told, but it's great to see someone like Noel Reed play really well at 12 and give a proper option. And now you know, the prospect of a Madigan uh, at 10, Noel Reid at 12 and Luke Fitzgerald at 13 is something Leinster fans can get excited about. And we don't have the default argument that we need Madigan at 12 because there's no one else there to play. Andrew was speaking earlier about Noel Reid having
3: having time to make good decisions. And part of that might have been down to a, a lack of good line speed from Connaught
1: Yeah, there was a couple of moments in the game where... No, Reid was put under pressure, and you could just see the pass not as crisp. I think Rob Carney had to check into a pass at one stage and end up getting tackled behind the gain line. So when the pressure was put on Reid, he wasn't able to leisurely spray the ball around. But That's nearly any side. If you stand back a little bit and you let guys pick their pass, professional professional rugby players are going to do that they're going to be able to spin the ball wide with ease so maybe a could question you know could Carty and Henshaw have led that line up a little bit quicker but you kind of have to play something of a, a slight drift with Leinsters you know with Kirshner on one wing and Dave Carney and Rob Carney entering the line you can't overcommit to a blitz defence or you could find yourself easily exposed at wide. We saw that with one pass from Reed to Luke Fitzgeralds when he got the ball outside and he got pretty close to the line. I think Fitzgerald
0: a... was very, very good tonight as well. Um, Roland Byrne has come here, uh, come along to the podcast. I, I'm not sure if you've, you've made an appearance in our podcast yet. It should have happened by now.
4: Uh, yeah, late arrival, too cold, awful game. Didn't deliver so much promise. If we could convert that last fifteen minutes of the first half, the game would have been ours. And we didn't get to try. Well, Jennings uh, should be watching the game from the stands for the second half. Uh, it should be got. Should, we, the cross kick was on the basis of a, of a penalty award, which never came back to us. So.
0: Yeah, what happened to the penalty? Yeah. There was actually another penalty on that cross-kick. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about it. We all got caught up in the uh, dip,
4: the dump. Yeah, we, we, we rolled the dice on the base of a penalty award. Uh, cross-kick by by uh, by Carty. And it was it, it, it it out. You know. it, wasn't, it wasn't a try, but we but, should have gone back for the kick.
0: But Ronan, now that you're in the middle of our podcast here, 14 penalty, uh, basic errors from Connacht to about four from Leinster. You can't win a game in the RDS with that.
4: We, we did what we've done all season we started slow when well, we needed to start it quick we started slow. Was one, the one game we really needed to start it quick. We knew they were going to come at us right from the off. They, need, they, they had to win this game. They had to. Had to. And, they, and it showed. The first half, they were hungry. And then we came back into it at the end of the first half, and we never got going in the second half at all. The voice of Ronan Byrne diving into the middle of the podcast. Good to see you, buddy.
2: Back to the Luke Fitzgerald discussion we were having. I always think what Luke Fitzgerald, whenever you see him live... He just looks like an, a sensational player. He always looks so much better yeah, at live than on TV or whatever. You see his lines of running. We had a position behind the goal. and you it, It's where I love watching a match in the RDS because you see lines running, you see whatever. But he's, a, he's a physical player, creates space, sees space. He works he's, very he's hard. works very hard. He's, he's a cracking he's player.
1: Reads. His defensive reads are class. Like Bundiaki looks so dangerous every time he got the ball. He was running at Jimmy Gopperth and he was beating him for four and then when he was running at Luke Fitzgerald Luke was just eyeing him up, seizing him up and just hitting him and he, he got no change out of him
3: And this is this is a thing that Irish Irish fans have been missing for years L- Luke has been out of the game pretty much from injury to injury to injury and it's absolutely fantastic from an Irish point of view to see this fantastic player back in good form What about
0: him at 13 though? It's, it's,
3: it's t- for a Connacht fan <laughs> to see him back in such good form against Connacht. Hey, but.
0: I've worked really hard at keeping this podcast not explicit so that's why that beep came in over that when they said that. Is there a beep? Well, there is a beep. I put it in. When? It, it's in, be the future, oh. in the future. Oh, wow. <laughs> there will it just got temporal. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners know there's a beat. Right now, there isn't a the beat. Do we need to go to this time ter- time warp here? Hey, but Fitzgerald is a thirteen. Is that what he's going
1: yeah. to be from now oh, on? Well, a Henshaw, a Henshaw, Luke Fitzgerald, centre pairing offers ballast and footwork. Uh, looks, it's exciting from an Irish perspective.
0: I hate saying this, but
2: Declan Robbie Henshaw, we didn't see a lot of him. He
1: was. I, and, I, I and, just
2: criticised Robbie uh, Henshaw. That could shut down the button. No, he actually had a reasonable game. He did the basics quite well. He got a over the game line he, you know he was fine in defence I just find with Connacht that we're too once we go beyond first phase we're too predictable we're quite easy to defend against there was a kid a, a Leinster supporter sitting behind me in the stand and he went oh all Connacht dude! they just passed their number 12 and he tries to break the game line and that's all we were doing there there weren't decoys there weren't we weren't trying stuff I thought actually when you looked if you look the player cam on Robbie Henshaw during the game he had a grand game but we can use him better we can
1: I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm hearing Connick fans criticising Robbie Henshaw uh, no, no, that was just so, so sorry <laughs> when he joins <laughs> Lens <the> next season <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need beeps. <laughs> yeah, so, so, let's just have a series of beeps. Uh, no, I, I should stress. Robbie Henshaw, outstanding. I did feel he didn't have the impact he was going to have. To, uh, he, I thought I was disappointed with the impact he had on the game from a, a side angle point of view. And you've you've really tempered that with a with a different point of view. But on top of that, like it's just that fact that he hadn't played since the extra game away does not a the partnership. There.
2: Yeah, well that was the first time they played together. It has the potential to be a really serious partnership. Uh, I don't think they looked massively rusty together I don't think that it wasn't the partnership that was the problem there's a general problem in
3: backline play after the first phase of movement our back line gets very static there's a lot of receivers who are getting the ball statically and then trying to generate momentum from there which is
1: there's a lack of ball carriers in that conic pack like real get you over the gain line like they look to use Buckley a couple of times like they're opening and Leinster starved you of the ball but when you had the ball and you got a couple of phases Bundyaki got over the gain line followed by hench over the gain line Buckley came around the corner and he was stopped dead in his tracks and from there it kind of broke down there was nowhere to reignite and get the go forward let, Let's
4: start a massive pack.
0: Out of Here's Roland back. Ronan's joining our podcast. If you don't know him, he's Sea Point on, on the message
4: boards, and Roland, very welcome along. Carry on. Let, let, let's, let's look at the statistics, all right? Because let's start a massive pack out of a huge pack. Yeah, they're two like you the two second rows. a Six foot 21 stone second row. a Six foot 19 stone second row. You know, we we you know we could dream. Like Swifty is what six foot four, six foot 19 stone, yeah. twenty stone in the bush. You know, um, but these are young, these are young, athletic, international quality players they have in their pack. You know, and that that it helped them to sort of stifle the quality of ball that we were delivering.
0: Connick were sixteen kg heavier than Leinster in the pack, though. Sometimes we we, we emphasize yeah. the perception on it. Like I understand those two boys are big.
1: Where 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 were we heavier? We, we, we were. We we seven.
0: We seven. If we Dominic made,
1: Ryan is we six sure. foot three and sixteen and a half stone, like that's what stats say but you stand beside the guy and he's not six foot three and six stone. I, I, I don't buy program program weights.
2: Program weights and, and real weights are very different. Back, to, uh, I think the core of the issue with that lack of... Uh, no, I'll tell you. Uh, after that first phase, losing direction, it comes back to uh, us not having... An experienced out half who can control stuff who can uh, direct think, play who can parties... I think Cardi I think Cardi's a good player no I think he's a good player but I think all
1: season I, I, didn't, I didn't see any I didn't think Cardi was too bad today no, I, think
2: also, I think his decision making and directing play he's not a general at out half I think no. he played well at he's out half an execution... and I think I think we need that sort of that that person bossing play at 10 and I think we've been lacking that and and again there was key he kicked there in the first half I think we are 8-0 down very, very, very kickable I'd probably yeah. give myself 60% chances yeah, That back
0: that was a key miss there's no question yeah. but but how Like he made a brilliant break in the second half you were behind the goals yeah. does anyone want to get, pick up how he made that break where was the mistake in that or, that was one of the few line breaks we and made
1: he, he kind of did a, just a show and go and drifted through a gap Like his goal kicking wasn't what you need but he's a young guy I think and if you could find somewhere else in the team to take over goal kicking duties I don't know if there's someone there or not Darren either, it's the first
2: time full back but again another young lad audio
0: a little bit of post game audio to listen to a couple of lines from Matt O'Connor and a few from uh, Pat Lamb as well but uh, just before we hear from Matt O'Connor how much love is there out there for Matt O'Connor
1: that's a lovely introduction because I wouldn't be a Leinster fan if I didn't give out about Matt O'Connor on some level now you
2: You're know, so spoiled, that so
0: guy. spoiled.
1: <laughs> no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be a spoiled Leinster fan if I didn't give out about Matt O'Connor. Leinster had a five-metre scrum. Tyke Furlong's been scrummaging really well. There's a chance for a try and end the game, and you take off your tight head prop, and you bring on a guy based on 40 good minutes in a BNI Cup game. He gives away a penalty at that scrum. Connor clear their lines. There's a knock on the next line out. He gives away a second penalty at that of kick down the pitch again A couple of phases later He gives away a penalty at the breakdown Connor kick to the corner And they subsequently get a man Simbined. Because of him, because, because he warned them. <laughs> yeah. And Leinster end up down a man And a try down because of a, a coach's call To take off a tight head When you're five metres from the opposition line With a scrum Ladies and gentlemen, the voice
0: of Maddo Cotter
5: Yeah, there was some there was some genuine improvements there I thought, given the um, where we've been the last couple of weeks, I thought our intent was was much better with, you know, with what we were doing at the breakdown and, and getting off the line and and um, and tackling. It was it was a pretty pleasing performance. Feeling first quarter, like put you in the game, really. Yeah, I thought I thought we started very well. You know, we we were unlucky not to get a little bit more out of that. Um, in the first half, a guy in the bin and, and we probably didn't execute as well as we could have but um, I thought it, it, it certainly set down a marker for, for how the game was going to go, we didn't have a lot of opportunities in the second half they, they controlled possession pretty well but um, you know we, we did enough to, to, um, to compromise their, their discipline and, and kick a couple of penalties which kept our noses in front
6: Man down as well. that opening 10 minutes the
5: second points yeah the composure was very good at that stage I thought you know that that that's where the game can get away gave away from you and give them a little bit of a, a little bit of belief but you know I thought I thought we stuck to our guns pretty well and um, and worked pretty hard to the end fortunate enough to get that try. But that's the gun it's
0: the voice of Matt O'Connor my recorder was on the table the red light was on and then he answered the most interesting answer to any of the questions he had and uh, the light went off so I was sitting there going uh, you know clear your recorder next time Rob." but I just I want to put it to Andrew one of the things he said is he just referenced it and I am paraphrasing here you know the wider, the wider group don't interest him it's just the group that's in the room and it was a reference to the criticism and some of the criticism coming from supporters I mean I know you're not going to be too angst by the fact that Matt O'Connor doesn't worry about what the supporters think but at the same time there is a huge argument to say he's getting too much grief you know the results are there what is it now nine ga- the last nine games seven wins one draw one defeat
1: yeah like this idea that supporters I think Alan Quillen was saying in the week you should kind of unconditional love for your team that you support Leinster fans aren't idiots if you serve up rubbish they're not going to sit back and lap it up and say well we're winning so we don't care winning ugly is fine Leinster fans were happy to beat Harlequins winning ugly on their way to a Heineken Cup win when the need and the situation demanded it but if you are take the example of home to Ospreys which were depleted by Welsh call-ups you're at home to a weakened team you should be and you're you should be able to run it. you, should be, you shouldn't be kicking the ball 46 times you've got to take the ball and, and play rugby and try and take them on and stretch them and Matt O'Connor keeps talking about winning ugly and Leinster's results you know nine games one defeat it's, it's not the record, it's it's the manner of it. Munster fans, we're told, are really knowledgeable. This is something we're spewed at us time and time again. You know, don't, don't serve up rubbish and say it's good. Play good rugby and fans will appreciate it. Play forward-orientated rugby if it's done well and fans will appreciate it. But don't kick long, aimless, uncontestable kicks cross field that seem to be an art form at the moment, where they're not long enough to be useful, and they're not short enough to contest. It's remarkably rubbish, and <laughs> you've got to be better than that.
2: Yeah, no Irish fans were complaining about our game plan in the Autumn Internationals. Mm. It was a kicking, yeah, yeah. you know, forward-orientated game plan, yeah, but we executed point, yeah. it well. It's this idea of aimless kicking, which is the annoyance. It's just, why are you doing that? There, there's no logic behind what you're doing, because you're not going to regain possession. Uh, well, just before so I go, I go to you,
0: Ron, in a second. Now, Bo- same question for both of you. Start with Dennis. Do do we want to be entertained from a conic point of view? Like, do you go to conic games wanting to be entertained? Like, obviously The obvious answer is no. We just want to win some games for a change. Is that is as simple as that?
3: For me, yes. Um, I, I've been I've been at a lot of conic games where I've been entertained by the brand of the style of rugby that they've tried to play, and we've come away with a loss. What I want to do is I want to I want to be able to hold my head high when I walk around the country and bump into other fans and say I'm a Connacht fan I want them to say I want them to notice the result because they're not going to notice Connacht at all they don't give it a tiger's tail.
0: Nice!
3: <laughs> Beep! <laughs> no, they don't give a tiger's tail about how the style of rugby that Connacht are playing. The only time that people notice Connacht are when we're climbing that table and when we're getting results. That's the only time.
1: I love watching Connacht. I love watching Connacht because it's young players, it's new players. Lencer fan trying to get in with the Connacht fans.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like, there's times when some of the provincial sides got a bit stale, it was the same 15, you know, you could rattle it off, Darcy, O'Driscoll, Hickey, Horgan, Dempsey, you know, you knew the backline, players you'd seen a lot before, you look at Connacht's lineup. It's it's Carty, it's Marmion, it's Henshaw, it's Matt Healy, you know, you you want to see young guys coming through, given a chance and playing good rugby.
4: I just posed the question who, who are the leaders who are the leaders in the Leinster team now you've lost Colin you've lost O'Driscoll you've lost a whole bunch of players senior players over the last three or four seasons, the last three seasons Shaggy there's a whole bunch of guys who are real you know, real, real, you know without saying anything they, they lead on the pitch you know and I think Leinster are still trying to find that you know there's been a lot of adjustment there's been, o- O'Connor may, he, He's probably not the answer Leinster But I don't think it's been helped by the amount of adjustment and events they've had to make, the amount of success they've had in recent years, and the amount of adjustment they're having to make. O'Driscoll oh, is an immeasurable loss. An immeasurable loss.
1: I'd agree. Like, like the cast, the win over cast in in France was wasn't a great game, but for me it was a really important win for Leinster because you know Devin Toner had to step up and be a leader in the second row with Leo Cullen. gone. Jack McGrath has been around for Ireland, but he, you know he's, he hasn't got that many caps. Like Healy's always the main man, and he had to go and win in France where the scrum is struggling, and and like that's a learning curve for you know Jack McGrath Toner. Like these guys, uh, Dominic Ryan. You know, there's, there's some transition going on. I, I hate that word, transition, but there's a spine of good players
0: there. Yeah, and there's Conan a... and Murphy came off the bench. Exactly. Murphy dived on a ball on the side of the that was vital at a key point. Mm. Conan looked sharp. I liked the look yeah. of it.
1: So, you guys have to... You know, like, Leinster nearly need to relearn everything they learned before they win a Heineken Cup. You know, Jack McGrath has to go and tough it out in France in the scrum. Toner has to tough it out at the coalface. Madigan has to take the reins and slot the important kicks that matter and and those guys are doing it. And Leinster are developing a new core of leaders. You know you've got Keyslip still there. You know, Mike Ross and Healy when it fits should be leaders in that team. Rob Kearney is a leader from the back so there are guys you know Darcy's still around so the leadership thing it shouldn't be yeah you've lost a lot of quality but like leadership is can come through from other players
0: Let's get a little bit of audio from Pat Lamb we'll finish this podcast on a, a return to Connacht talk but Leinster fans stay listening I think it was out of kilter with what we've done all season do
6: you feel that yourself? Oh I think one thing that is it's uh, uh, that is in line with season I'm pretty proud of is the fact that it's 77 minutes after all that we had a chance to put ourselves back in a chance and that's a quite I mean, you know, the, the first 20 minutes we struggled with uh, I think the penalty count was 7-1 early on and, and you know, four of them were for not rolling away we got a yellow card um, you know, we gave away you know the penalty on the back of a, a guy in the bin uh, for Ali in the bin and um, you know, and then uh, so all of a sudden 8-0 and we, we got the win and then you know, we came back into the second half. We probably needed to score a try. At eight six was going to be a tough ask. And uh, but even even in that, you know, we, we we held them out. You know, we we ended up putting so much work in D in that first twenty purely because we couldn't put pressure on for some of our mistakes and obviously the penalties we gave away. Uh, second half was going to take a mighty effort. Uh, that win was really strong. And um, you know, and again we, we we just hung in there, clawed away. We we missed uh, we missed a couple of opportunities. And um, but we got to remember we're playing a, a quality side that uh, you know some players and intensity was was, was you know pretty pretty high there. Um, disappointed we didn't get a, something out of it at the end there with a with a bonus point. But you know, proud that we had uh, 77 minutes we we, a, we we put ourselves a chance and after the pressure and the, it was put on us.
0: Just in terms of use of possession, would you like to see kind of kick in behind a little bit more than they did?
6: Um, well and. <laughs> When you're planning to win, it's difficult. First half, again, you know we had a couple of set pieces that we could have applied pressure early on, and we lost the ball. You know, it wasn't clean off the lineout. Passing wasn't clean. all the time, and dropped the ball, and then we were, uh, you know, we again uh, seven, seven penalties down early early on, um, and so we ended up defending a lot. Whereas that second twenty of the first half, we had that at the very beginning. Could have been a different game where you're applying the pressure on and put him there. But there was a massive effort from Leinster. You know, we we've made the mistakes they, and they they were able to put us on the pressure with the wind. Second half, it's it's difficult, you know, trying to get out of there. Yeah, that, that that you were
5: maybe quite narrow in for a bit more variety
6: or a bit more? Yeah, and again it was it was difficult in the in the first half because of, you know, the wind and but you know, we certainly when we looked, we spoke about it at half-time of our shape that there was we were probably going the wrong, choosing the wrong options, going one way when it was clearly on to go the other way. Um, you know, our accuracy wasn't wasn't good. Uh, sometimes we held onto the ball when it was on to just to let it go, but just some of our running lines, and again, it was just difficult conditions. Plus, they put us under a lot of pressure, particularly at the uh, on the ground. And uh, I think you know, the, probably that was the, the frustrating thing. There was you know some penalties that we we were penalised for. And then you could see in the second half the ball was slow, yeah. it was sniggly. Um And, um, you know, so we've got to, you know, just go through the process, look at all of that and give some feedback to, um, you know, to Ed Morrison. Very different game next week
0: against Ulster, just like in regards to if those kind of mistakes happened in that more open game against Ulster, you could
6: be even promised even more cl- clinically, if you like. Yeah, in same way, if those mistakes, if they made the mistakes too, then we get I exasperated, mean, you know. Mm. It's, um, you know, What's your
0: thinking
6: going into that game? oh we need to win? Mm. That's thinking we need to recover. Um, you know, we we, we got to think that's uh, eight. No teams beating them in eighteen games here. We've, no Connacht teams won. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think John Muldoon made a uh, point after the game. He says he's been in Connacht teams that the um, eight six turning around under the pressure we were and going into a pretty strong win probably would have uh, you know could have blown out. And um, again, the fact that. The boys hung in there hung in there defensively put them under a bit of pressure got the try and again with three minutes to go we were riding the chance and we we tried to run it out and we again we lost the ball at the around the breakdown and then they just you know wore the clock down and went for the you know and it was unfortunate at the end but um, again that's the character of the boys they won't give up they'll keep going
0: before we just preview the Ulster game, Andrew, Connacht, season so far, we have nine wins, one draw, four defeats. Just an outside view and what you think Connacht are doing and what you saw today.
1: I think Pat Lamb's brought a real positivity. Um, the win over Scarlet, where you came from behind, that was the kind of game Connacht used to lose. And they've turned those losing bonus points into wins, which is massive. I think the young guys that are playing for Connacht don't have preconceived notions you get young players and they're confident because they've always been inevitably like the best player in their school or their club and they're taking that to Connacht and they're not going in thinking oh we're Connacht we don't win these matches they're going in with a bit of belief I'd say Pat Lamb deserves a lot of credit for that he's recruited well Mulya made a few errors today but I think on the whole he brings some really soft skills he did one draw and give in the first half that was just it's just brilliant to watch and I think there's just a bit of confidence about Connacht now and that's the difference between losing tight games and winning tight games. And I think, you know, like from a Leinster perspective, I was looking at this game as they're a proper threat. This is a game Connacht could win. And, and he, as Leinster shouldn't be in that position when it comes to Connacht. Just the, the difference in resources and, and finances and everything like that. And the reality was Connacht came to town With a good chance of winning A blade of grass between being in touch at the end A a big cover tackle by Kirshner And that that scoreline could have been very different at half-time And you've got a very different game on your hands then So I think Connacht are moving well
0: Alright, so there's the positivity. Watch us descend into pessimism here. Declan, that had a feel of being a different Conic Leinster game than all the others, yet it had all the same elements of all the others as well. A 10-point defeat, some positives. And now you go to Ulster. We were there last year. I think it was your stag. It was your stag. Well, good times. Yeah, I've been there <laughs> last year. stag
3: match in the world. No, no. Oh, the whole stag? Yeah, the whole stag. Oh, you
0: had a good time.
3: Well, you had the a only good one. time any time you're out. Not Rob, you know, it's just Electric. like a, it's like a party anytime you
2: get out. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis was mourning the fact that I was getting married. <laughs> uh, I was. That was what brought me down. Um,
0: anyhow, yeah, yeah, we, we, lost the match. we did concede
2: about eleven tries to Ulster. It was horrible, it was horrific. Um always this this Christmas period was try to get a bonus point against Enster, lose against Ulster, beat Munster. We didn't get the bonus point today. We most likely, you think, what will Pat Lamb do? You'd say he's probably going to put out a bit of a weak team against how, Ulster how comfortable are you with that scenario not very comfortable one I found it really interesting that the Ulster team named played this week you, you, they're playing Ospreys or Glass yeah. Ospreys isn't it yeah. um, it only has two or three changes from the team that played Connachtly. so you, that sounds like Ulster are putting out a full strength team again this weekend which would would signal that they're going to rest players because they have to play welfare and all that Yeah, against they have to go Conor. to Munster don't they and oh, the, no, they, don't go no, to... they don't they don't yeah. they, do
0: they got confused they're playing they're playing leinster oh, aren't they do you know dias
2: I in the Aviva. Yeah, was oh, in the Viva. All oh, right. So, so mm-hmm. the indications are that they're they're going to play not a second string team, but uh, not first string team against us. So I still think you look at the matches. We do have to target our home game. That's what Pat Lam is protecting. But m- maybe play a bit of a mixed team next game. And the because we can't we can't go to Ulster and ship can. a huge defeat. Because I don't I don't
0: see how we can pop. if we don't keep the results within fourteen points. In Ulster next day and produce a much improved, much dropped error account against Ulster. How can they possibly beat Munster?
2: Yeah, so, and, and you look at the team. Who can we bring in? Yeah, that one. McSherry, Larny.
0: Our player of the month in November was I Dave McSherry, and he's under yeah. 23 today.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. So you can make some changes, but uh, and, and you look. This is the challenge. This is what Liam faces on the back of the three interpros. You have a home game against Edinburgh, which is yeah. absolutely must win. You you'd rather lose to three pros and win that game but
0: that monster game and Ronan i put it to you I feel if, if Connacht are going to be a top six team they've got to they gotta win that monster game because it's such a hoodoo one win in what is it 28 years well uh, I, I think the, the, the,
4: the result tonight not, not actually getting, uh, getting anything out of tonight puts a lot more pressure on the, on the whole squad and um, if we got even got a point out tonight, I think it would, it would ease a little pressure a little bit, but we need to get something out of Ulster, uh, the, the Ravenhill game. At uh, least a bonus point would actually be a good result. Anything out of Ulster is, is always a good result. Uh, but uh, we, ha- we do have to be monster. We have to have something out of the Inter-Programs. If, if, we're, if, we're, if we're a team that's genuinely making progress, then we need to at least three games we need to have at least one win that's the bottom line
0: alright lads uh, start with Dennis let's come up with options other than Robbie Henshaw for Andrew and his bunch of stealing Leinster boys to take uh, instead for their new number 13 who's out there? there must be someone A th- in the world at 13? And someone other than Robbie Henshaw for Leinster to sign so they leave him alone
1: Luke Fitzgerald.
2: Yeah, we sign both. Luke Fitzgerald. Leave him alone. Oh God.
1: Look, we'll, we'll leave Henshaw. We'll just take Marmion instead. Oh. We'll it that.
2: Yeah, no. It's fairly funny two of the positions that Leinster meet players most are nine and thirteen, <laughs> and Hey Prest or Connacht have uh, nine and thirteen in their squad. Yeah,
0: I like. I mean, I think just to give you a perspective on you, the general consensus in Connacht is if Connacht don't clar- qualify for the, the, high, the European Cup, a it shouldn't be the case that the Challenge Cup automatically means he should be going to another province because there's plenty of world-class players playing Challenge Cup rugby in other countries. But we understand the Henshaw's going to go there but if Henshaw if we make it to the Champions Cup we'll be raging if players just go on the basis that of... makes sense to you I'm
1: sure yeah, I totally agree like Connacht I don't think it's a good I, I love the idea of a four strong provinces not three plus one and I like I think there's been an effort with Connacht you know you have Marmion oh, yeah, and Henshaw in. The the came, yeah you got you know you, you made big signings last year you know Bundiaki and Mulyaina this year right? I think there's a commitment there's a commitment there Um, and we'll see you know like it does kind of hinge on qualifying for the cup but I think Joe Smith's shown that Rabo form is enough to get you in an Irish squad there's no need for those players to move anymore In, in times past Irish coaches really didn't rate Rabo performances whereas I think now you know, Rodney Ayou, um, Na- right? Nathan Weiss. Is our
0: leader getting called in on the basis exactly. of how many yards he had gained. Like, yeah. He's gained more yards than any player in the league, I think. So Rabo Form
1: can get you in an Irish squad. So those guys can look at it and go, you know what, I don't need to move. I'm, I'm getting recognition.
4: I'd also say that if you look at the history of Connacht Bears moving to Leinster there hasn't, there's not been one qualified success uh, of any Connacht Bear moving to Leinster over the years no he's not because he's a second team player. Sean Cronin isn't a success if Strauss, if, if Strauss didn't have the heart defect Sean Cronin would be a bench bear by Leinster
0: well, that's a fair point. Jamie Hagen didn't work, and Phil
4: Cardin didn't no, There's no Connacht bear There's left left uh, uh, Gone to play for Leinster, and has been a locked-in first-team player.
0: This is your chance to do 30 seconds. Final thoughts. We'll start with Dennis. What? About what? All right, let's start with Declan.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a very positive first half-season. We're a bit too predictable in tack. We need to mix that up, I think dry weather could suit us we're looking for offloads not making them I think come, you know March, April, we may begin to make them. Um, yeah, frustrating performance tonight. Felt a bit like the old Connacht, but hopefully we can maybe sneak in a uh, losing bonus point against Ulster and beat Munster, and then that be the New Connacht again. That's how to do the final thoughts. Final thoughts.
0: Anything you'd like to talk about?
4: Well, well as a, as a, as a Connacht supporter who spent his teas in Dublin, this is the one that hurt the most. This is the one I wanted to win the most. And uh, But I, I really think we can learn from, from tonight. I think the, it, there's, there, there are errors made tonight. And hopefully this Lamb has a bit more belief in other elements of his squad and can, can add a bit more variety to our attack because this is where we're really struggling. I think we can compete up front. We don't offer enough in, in attack. We don't score enough tries. And if we don't, if we don't score more tries... We, we, we will struggle to finish in the top six.
3: Final talk? We regressed a little bit tonight. I think um, we we didn't we didn't move the ball as well as we have been moving it. Um, we were punished by a, a very good uh, Leinster defence. I, I think that we are making strides. We are going forward. It's about focusing on on what we can do, and what we can do is bring our excellent academy through into our senior team. Nigel Carrollan has been an absolute hero for us. He has developed guys like Marmion and, and Henshaw into into. Fulton Delane came off the bench tonight, and he Ol, looked. Alton came off the bench. We have point. we have so many. We have so many guys who are who are poised to start making their impressions on that iconic senior squad. And I think that this is uh, this is the time to start doing it.
0: Final thoughts for Andrew. You'll be back on when we reach the uh, playoff semi-final and we play Leinster again.
1: Yeah, I thought Connacht were a little unlucky tonight. Really, you know, they were. They should have got a bonus point the last minute. Um, a couple of other calls go their way. They may be away with a win, so it's not all negative for Connacht. From Leinster's point of view, Jennings is huge, and having a real seven out there made a big difference. From Ireland's point of view, Jack McGrath's form is a worry going forward towards Six Nations and things like that, but I'm sure you can leave that for another day's discussion.
0: I like leaving on an open-ended chat well this has been my worst production in terms of my effort in the background and the lads have saved me so thanks lads good job and a very happy Christmas to all our Craggy Island rugby listeners which is Mum uh, Kevin and Tom
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mum better be listening Nine wins come into Christmas it's all good
0: it is all good overall happy Christmas we're in Kylie's and we're going to drink loads of pints bye bye